All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Michael Layton, and you're watching Nasty Knuckles Podcast. Listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws Podcast, with your hosts, Derek Nasty Sotomayor and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. Time to face off. All right, welcome back. What's happening, Nasty? What's up, Riggs? Missed another men's league oh, game? Oh, yeah, you know. We needed Life you. Life gets in the way. Life does, yeah. I know, Cuddles. Listen, <laughs> I'm just going to tell you this. We lost. I heard. First loss in a shootout. What happened? You would have snapped one home. Probably. With that Toby stick. You think so? Yeah, you would have. What happened so to you? Your, what down. happened to your uh, oh, I got execution? stoned. Yeah? Meech stoned me. Let me do it. Was, you, I let watched, me I'm let not guess. You pump, fa- pump faked? I thought in my head I gave a really good Messier pump fake, and then I was gonna I was trying the old garage door opener. Oh yeah! But it was a terrible <laughs> fake. After I watch it, which it. I will not give <laughs> video of it because it's I'm going slow. But I thought, oh, I'm gonna come in, I'm gonna fake it, get it moving, and go through his five hole. I did get it through his five hole, but he got it with a stick. So well, we need to see the footage. We're gonna no, dig, we're gonna have to dig this out of the archives, no, baller. Because I didn't score. I did score in the game though. I did score in the game. I had a goal. There you go. But um, I didn't score when it counted. We were. High it went performer. like eight shots. We only had nine guys there. I went eight. <laughs> you were the eighth shooter. Well, I knew where I, I know where I stand. But you would have. What? JD didn't score. Maddie didn't. No, no one scored. We didn't have one guy score. Really? Joey stopped. 
a lot. It's pretty impressive. It was, no goals and eight shots. Yeah, especially with our crew. Like right. we had some. I never thought it'd get to me. I was hoping it wouldn't. Especially when that guy scored and I had to go. Elvis was not happy. No. I guess he like pushed the table up and Dunlops. He was sitting oh, yeah, there watching. <laughs> he fucking was mad. I'm like, sorry, buddy. I think not I would. I think good. I would have shot low blocker. I think your shot would have scored. You think so? I think I should have just shot. I probably would have missed the net or hit him right in the logo. But either way, we lost. Hey, it happens. Um, it happens. Um, <clears throat> Flyerland. Ooh. Ooh, it's been a tough uh, last. They lost four straight. Since last week, to, yeah. yeah. since last week. And um, they were playing some good hockey there. They we really talked were. about it last week. They really were. And uh, TK is back, which is good to see mm-hmm. him back. Um, Coots is not coming back. Yeah, I know. It was a, kind of a surprise based on all the... Uh, excitement around him coming back and yeah. playing a few games but and we talked about this before you know maybe that is the play you know it's i think this was a the, the you know, medical staff calling the shots on this one you know don't risk the injury yeah. you got you got you know four months to just really get just to really better. feel optimal and yeah he may get a couple of games under your belt but there's still that risk of getting hurt you just can't justify losing you know him yeah no. you know uh, down the road so i think Probably safe play. What is there to really prove? Right. Skate. Do all the stuff you can do. Um, you know, with some pros. and Baller said he looked like one of the best players on the I ice. Know, I heard. He said he was buzzing around. I'm not around. surprised. No, I'm not either. Um, but like I said, TK's back, which yep. is good. He scored a couple goals right away. Uh, he's at 29 Gs. We've got to get him to 30. Yeah. I always said he could score 30, and, and he's been hurt for a while. He would have had well over 30, I, I think. I and think uh, so Frosty's too. still hot. Frosty, yeah. Mm-hmm. Morgan Frost playing Liking really well. Um, it's nice to see. Uh, dropped a game last night uh, to our buddy in St. Louis there, a few of our buddies, Braden Shen and um, Craig Baruby. But uh, Rocky Thompson was the bench boss last night. Torts has been up in the nosebleeds watching with uh, Danny, I'm, I'm assuming. Um, but Rocky said... I just said it's not it's not about X's and O's. I said, and quite frankly, it looks like some guys in here don't even care. They're, they're just not trying. And yeah, part I of his thought quote, that was... Uh... A bold, I mean, I say a bold statement. I mean, obviously a, a legitimate statement. Right. Um, I'm hopeful that the guys heard it yeah. because, I mean, Rocky is no bullshit. Right. And if, he's, if he's saying that, especially as an assistant coach, you know, yeah. obviously stepping in that, that role for a couple of games, um, you know, to me, they, they should be listening. Very, yeah, very they carefully. should. And, and you know, you're an assistant coach. Like, as an assistant, you're kind of the good guy. Right. Right. Like, you got to kind of be in between and and uh for him to say that you know yeah. like that's that's saying something and i think he's very well respected yep you know and i know the guys we've talked to some of the guys and they really like him so that probably was i'm sure they heard it yeah and i think the guys that he's addressing in that comment no yeah you know yeah. like i right. think and and the teammates know right i yeah. mean i think you know deep down within if you're pouring your heart into something versus not and it's a tough time of year right it's a, yeah. it's obviously you're not in a playoff position not even close and you know you've been out for a while and it's tough to get up for these games but yeah. you are a pro you're getting paid a lot of money uh there's no excuse to not show up uh, in my opinion yeah especially uh, like you know who knows what happens next year like what pieces get moved if any how it's going to be you got to play you got to yeah. play hard you're it is a tough time of the year, especially when you're not making a playoff, starting to get nice outside, probably just not really as focused as they should be. Some of them, obviously, whoever he was talking about, I don't want to speculate, but um, either way, 
it's uh, I'm sure it was heard. Yeah, clear. Oh, I'm sure. And what what do you think about uh, Torts being up in the press box? What's that all about? I don't know. I don't understand. I don't know if he's addressed why he's doing that. Um, usually, you've seen it in preseason. Of course, yeah. But uh, never. I don't know if I've. I shouldn't say it's never happened. Obviously, it's probably happened, but I don't. I'm not sure what. Maybe him and Danny are just trying to get on the same page of what they think of certain players. I mean, Ronnie Ronnie Adder got called back up, and Lehigh's trying to make that push too to get in the playoffs. So um, yeah, I, I'm not really sure what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get it a little bit. I mean, you, maybe you're discussing the game in real time with the GM, but I mean, like. There's uh, a ton of different video angles. You can easily (laughs) sit down in an office and break down the game and like really like focus, stop, start the the, the, you know the game and and break it down, which they probably have done several times as coaches do. Just kind of curious and like you know is this is this one of those you know psychological games or is this like legitimate like you know strategy around becoming a better team like yeah. you know sp- we I, I would, uh, yeah, <laughs> we ask ask yeah exactly um, be curious you know because yeah. i'm always interested in like the, the, the thinking behind certain things because sometimes you know, you know you've seen coaches i've had coaches i've worked with coaches that there's a lot of mind games that go on and you always wonder like where's this coming from is, is there actual you know, there's an actual reason behind this, or is this like kind of just like a flex, get people to talk about it? You know, the players right. are talking, media's talking. Like, does it really move the needle at the end of the day? I, I mean, I'll never know. Yeah, we'll we'll probably never know, but just curious. So, so I want to yeah. want to think, uh, get your opinion on it. Well, I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> I, don't know what, I thought I don't you maybe know. had uh, torts on speed dial. Nah, I didn't have on speed dial to ask him that right now. Uh, hopefully we can get him on. And, uh, it's, it, is a, it is a great question, though, because I, I do wonder what the thinking is. I don't know if he's addressed it, like I said. but um, I haven't heard. It would be but. interesting to get his thoughts on what you know what's going on there. Um, <clears throat> speak, we're in the East. Stay in the East for a minute. Uh, the wild card race has heated up. Oh, yeah. It's pretty interesting. Um, Florida with a big win last night over Buffalo, yep. who's trying to sneak in there. So Florida jumped above the Islanders yeah, uh, because they have more wins, uh, you know, in regulation. Yeah. Our boy Alex Lyon. Yeah, man. He's ripping He's, it up since last he, week. He had a <laughs> tough week here in Philly. He had a tough game, I should say. And uh, his next four games, he's 4-0. and um, Mixing what, a shot out there. Yeah, one point is Goals against, I think, 1.25. Save percentage, uh, 959. Uh, pretty amazing at, at such a yeah, critical time of the critical year. Critical time. Right? Um, and he's bumped them up into a spot. So I don't know uh, how long Bob's out. Um, but Alex has kind of taken the ball and run with it here the last four games anyway. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see Pittsburgh's falling off. Um, Buffalo actually has two games at hand on all, all those teams. So, you know, if they could win those two games at hand, they're right They're kind of right back up in the mix they have 81 points right um so it, it'll be interesting to see it's gonna be a grind right to the yeah. last game obviously but it makes it fun at least the last few yeah, games I love you, that. you watch those teams anyway to because yep. they're gonna be it's basically the playoffs for them right now yeah for their last four exactly. games and, um boston bruins our buddy jimmy montgomery we've talked about them all year 60 60 wins man it's crazy the fourth team ever to ever do that and they have a few games left 60 12 and 5 it's crazy 60 Same. wins, man. And they, you know, obviously the, the president's trophy winner, it scares me. Yeah. The playoffs. Well, there's a lot of pressure, it's, obviously, yeah. right? It's like everyone's looking at you, and I get it. But uh, they're, yeah, good. they're good. They're they good. They got pros. Man. You know, they know how to win. You know, these, some of these guys have won before. Yeah. Yeah. Just staying healthy, right? Yeah. And just kind of riding this wave. 
we think were is the biggest thing. Baller and Debo, we were, we were talking about earlier. Um, which goalie do you go with? Because they got such a great one-two punch, you know, like, and they seem to just split the games. So I wonder how how Jimmy's going to handle that. You should should call him, give him a call, and ask, <laughs> ask him what his plan is. <laughs> See what he show says. him your hand a little bit yeah, there, Jimmy. Hey, Monty, what's up? What do you think? Who's who, who start game one? Uh, uh, once they figure out who they're playing, but um, it is it is amazing. Sixty wins, man. Yeah, crazy. No jokes, not by accident. No, it's not. Um, how about the West? Yeah, man, a little bit of a, a race out there. Your boys in Winnipeg. Yeah, man, man, are they struggling right now? They're struggling between winter and springtime there. They can't uh, <laughs> can't figure it's it probably out. Snowing right <laughs> yeah, now, isn't it's... it? Um, yeah, in in Calgary's fighting, and they lost a huge game to Chicago last night at home. Yeah, that's like, uh, that's, that's a tough one. Man, to drop. like that was a huge one. You you would think that's you're gonna win that game. Um, well, yeah, you absolutely you, should. You, right? you have to, and at this point, I think Seattle's gonna make. I think they're they've got a big enough, enough cushion. cushion yeah, there. I agree. Um, so it's gonna come down to Winnipeg and Calgary. So it, it's at least it's fun to watch those teams that are fighting because they're like I said, they're like playoff games. Yep. Um, so it'll be interesting. Can you? It's hard to believe we, we have our guest on today, Michael Layton. That year, we're you know the biggest year is you know the 2009-10 season, and we were in that spot. Yeah, I know. Fighting right? just to get in. Yeah, and yeah, it's God, hard to believe. Like, you never know what's going to happen, right? So you just got to get. That's the truth. In. You just got to get in, right? Yeah. Anybody's game after that. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah, it's, uh, it was an interesting conversation. Yes. Yeah. So, um, are we ready to rock? Or you got anything else? I think we're ready to rock. I think man. so too. Episode one twelve. Yep. With our boy Michael Layton, presented to you by our friends at Cureleaf. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a long-time patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cure Leaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Google Cure Leaf PA or stop by one of their 18 locations across the Commonwealth or visit cureleaf.com forward slash locations. Let's go, Nast. Let's go. Welcome back. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Suttlemeyer. And this week, Riggs, we have a good friend yes. joining us. Played with the Flyers a couple times. A couple times. He was uh, in the organization. One of the nicest guys I've ever met. Very, very great professional yes. as well. Mr. Michael Layton. Lates, what is up, brother? Not much, boys. Good to good to see you and good to talk to you. It's been a while. I know. Yeah, way too long, man. We say this every week when we're catching up with guys. It's just, uh, it sucks we can't see everyone as much as we'd like. But it's it's great seeing your face, man. What's going on in your life, brother? Uh, not too much, man. Just keeping busy, uh, working for the Windsor Spitfires in the OHL. So uh, the goalie coach there, it's uh, taken a lot of my time. And uh, I have three young children who are all in hockey and soccer and right. other activities. So between that and and, and coaching, and, and I started my own business training goalies. So trying to, oh, nice. to juggle all that. Uh, it's, it's been busy, but a lot of fun, obviously. Man, I'll tell you what, I'll, that is a racket, that goalie <laughs> training. My son, Elvis. <laughs> is a goalie late. I don't know what he's thinking, but he's a goalie. And these like to go for these uh, sessions in the oh, privates. Yeah. I'm not going to say what they cost. Cause I love, I love my guy, uh, Bozy, uh, Bozak. Um, but, uh, man, that's, that's awesome. You're able to like give back and teach. Do you enjoy that? I do. Yeah. I, uh, I've just been doing a lot of small group stuff. So I'm really focusing on the goalies and usually I have max of four goalies on the ice at a time and try to get, you know, two to four shooters and 
uh, it's fun. I enjoy doing it and I enjoy working with the younger kids and, uh, and also even the shooters, you know, I try to add things in for them to make it enjoyable and, and have them come out shoot for me. So I enjoy doing it. Yeah. That's awesome. Is uh, how much has changed since you've, you know, exited the game? It hasn't been that long, but um, is, is philosophy around coaching is very similar? Is there, you know, is there, is there tweaks? What's, uh, what's going uh, on with that? Well, I'm sure you felt the same way. It was obviously like a, a kind of a hole in your life a little bit from, from not being yeah. around the game and around the guys in the locker room. And it's just a totally different world. So um, I enjoy, I took some time off. I, you know, two or three years, obviously COVID messed things up, but uh, I got a lot of family time, which was amazing. Uh, the last, you know, three to five years of my career, I was away from my family a lot. So I really tried to focus on that. And uh, it was amazing just being around them and, 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 you know, being able to jump on the ice with them and coach them and, and do things with them was, was has been great. So, and I, and I still try to do as much as I can to, to help out and be around as much as I can right now. Yeah, but I do was- miss the game. I do miss the game. You know, that's uh, like, like I said to you, it's, um, but being back in the coaching now, it's, you kind of get that feel. It's a little bit different, but you're still around the room. Now I'm in a coach's room, but you're still got a good <laughs> group of guys there. And, uh, you know, being around the trainers and, and medical staff, it's just, it's, it's fun. I enjoy being around all that. Yeah. I hear that. Well, how much has changed, uh, you know, in regards to, to goaltending? Is it, is there, has there been that much change since you've exited the game or is it a very similar, uh, technique and, and all that? Uh, not too much, you know, at the end of my career, I kind of got back into more of, uh, athletic, uh, reacting goalies where, you know, maybe five years prior to my retirement, it was still more getting into positional and blocking goalies. Like GR was just on his way out, but, okay. um, right now it's, it's still that hybrid, you know, athletic, uh, positional, but you gotta be able to react the puck. The puck moves so fast now and the game's so quick that, if you don't have fast feet or you're you're a slow goalie, it's it's tough to move around the net. Yeah, that's the truth. And there's got to be, you know, with the with the the high, the high skill game that exists now. You know, you talk about Michigan's reverse Michigan's all this yeah, stuff that yeah. <laughs> wasn't a thing when you played. Probably like you know, like oh, you're yeah, talking about a whole other dimension of of offense. No, it's you know what, you know, just being on the ice with these. 16 year olds, 19, 20 year olds right now with the Spitfires, like to see the skill these kids have with the puck. Uh, it, it's crazy. These kids are probably have the same skill, if not more than when I entered the NHL of a lot of the guys back in like, you know, 20, 20 you know, 01 or 02. Like yeah, these kids are right. unbelievable. The, the way they handle the puck and the things they can do with it now. And, and they're starting when they're four or five years old. That's why, you yeah. know, now these kids that started when they were seven are now 16, 18 years old. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's fun to see though. It's, it's fun to watch. Yeah, no doubt. Late, uh, Elvis was his last year of Mike this year. He's eight years old. And at that level, I may have told you this, Riles. He had on three occasions kids try to do a Michigan. They're eight years old <laughs> and, yeah. and almost and almost get it. And I, and I told him, if they ever do that to you, you slash them right in the back of the legs. I don't care if you get kicked out of the game. <laughs> From behind the net? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they Michigan him, I'd oh, say yeah. you have free reign to just fucking come around the net with a mohawk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we actually uh, – my son plays U10, so we're, okay. the kids are nine years old, and one of the kids on his team pulled Michigan off this, this year, pulled, grabbed the puck out of the corner on a stick, looked up and just skated to the net and went around and tucked it in. It was, wow. it was pretty amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Your son's a goaltender? 
No, unfortunately not. No. <laughs> All my kids didn't want to play goalie. I, no. no, he showed interest uh, when he was a little bit younger. I went out and bought him all the gear. You know, it is nasty. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Gear. Oh, yeah. It's Christmas time. He was in the yeah. helmet. Hat. I got him everything. And uh, that lasted about three weeks, two, three weeks. I got him. I had yeah. him liking it for a bit. And then he just kind of veered off. He likes scoring goals. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Nothing quite like uh, the feeling of scoring goals, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I thought Elvis was gonna go the other way this year because he he was splitting the net at might levels, but they let him play out when he didn't play goalie, and he loves that. Yeah. He loves playing out, but he's back full time uh, goalie this year. He got some new pads, so he thinks he's cool. You know, yeah. um, it is. It, you know what? It's really tough at a young age. Uh, you know, you might enjoy playing goalie, but sometimes you you know you don't get many shots, or you're sitting on the bench, like you said. So yeah, I get where that's at, and I, I still enjoy playing out. Like I'm out with these. And the OHL and practice right now, and I'm trying to dangle these players. I just poke it off my stick in a second, but I still enjoy it, right? It's just yeah. they probably they allow they all get a, a kick out of me just running around trying to fucking snipe guys and <laughs> toe drags, and they just poke it away from me. It's it's fun. I enjoy it. That's awesome. I, I'm actually working uh, in the North American Hockey League junior team here called the Philadelphia Rebels, and it's been a blast because <clears throat> I'd been away from almost two and a half years from the Flyers, unfortunately, but. Um, uh, it's so much fun, like you were saying, being around. The, the, the kids are great, and they're the same age uh, range yeah. there. And um, it, it's been a lot of fun. And Elvis is like, I don't care about fly. I want you to stay here with the Rebels. Like, these are his guys, you know. Uh, but it, it's a lot of fun, and I'm sure you are enjoying it. And you're are you working with Andy Delmore. Yes, yeah. He's, uh, he's the D coach. I'm the goalie coach. So we got we got a good group. Uh, Mark Savard's the head coach. and. Oh, is he? So, oh, I didn't yep. know that. Oh, that's yep. cool. So we got a good group of guys, and like I said, it's just fun being in the room and hanging out and talking hockey and just being yeah. around that. It's fun. So, um, Lage, you get uh, drafted in the, uh, back in 99. Hello? Oh, you got an old landline? You got oh, yeah. a landline? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Those exist? <laughs> I didn't know that. We hey, I had a, I had a landline here. I've been paying for it. I don't know what the number is. I even have a phone. I just it's found actually out. cheaper. It's cheaper for me to actually have it. If I if I get rid of it, my bill goes up twenty. Oh, times, so. okay. Well, that of makes course. Sense. Yeah. Um, sorry. So anyway, nineteen ninety nine. You're drafted uh, in the sixth round, hundred sixty five overall. Um, you step right in at a tw- as twenty year old into the American League, and you end up playing fifty two games, man. What was that like going from, you know, junior right to the pro level? Now you're playing against men and not only playing, but the majority of the schedule that year. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I'd I'd say a successful junior career and, you know, turning pro, you don't really know what to expect, right? I get get a call saying, okay, you're going to go to Norfolk, Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, exactly. So I I grabbed my map quest and I jumped in my car (laughs) and head out to Norfolk, Virginia. And so I really didn't know what to expect, but, uh, you know, it was a great year for me. I, we had a good team and, and uh, a good bunch of guys, and it was an easy transition from the OHL to, to junior. And, uh, you know, the Hawks were pretty supportive and, and giving me opportunities and, and always communicating. So it turned out to be a great year. I got a lot of games in. We had the all-star team. So yeah, that's uh, amazing. That was definitely one of my – the highlight of my career is right there is just jumping into pro and kind of just smooth sailing in, into it. What well, would you say like the, the the biggest adjustments were for that year? I mean, obviously you said you know the the, the guys that you're playing against are men, obviously shooting a little harder. I mean, like, what what kind of adjustments are you dealing with then? Is it just is it just a simple simple things or is it more yeah. just the men? 
you know, I was lucky enough to always skate with with good guys like Andy Delmore in the summer, right? So I I, I always had good shooters. Uh, I skated with the Hatcher brothers sometimes. So okay, you know, I always the shots. I don't think was was that big of an adjustment for me. It was more uh, traffic and 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 tips in front of the net. Like these kids were or men were a lot better at that, right? They've done it for right. a while. And, and whenever the puck went back to the point, you were always fighting traffic. And I think that was uh, one thing I had to get good at um, and learn to to deal with. You know, uh, early in my career. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're really good at that, right? I yeah. mean, that is definitely a strategy and guys are probably a little bit bigger and, you know, stronger, you know, harder to move in front of that. So you probably have to work a little bit more at yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And you are known as the shutout king of the American Hockey League, which is fucking so impressive. 50 Super shutouts, bro. Yeah. Like that's, that's amazing. I'm not, I don't think that'll get broken. I mean, who knows, but that's, that's pretty amazing stat. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, you know, until the end of my career, I really didn't know anything about it. I knew I was, you know, had pretty good stats and someone came up to me and said, yeah, you know, you're five away from Johnny Bauer. eh?" Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. That's that's pretty cool. And then as I got closer and kind of more uh, attention was drawn to it. And, um, when I did beat it, uh, in Chicago, you know, or I was in Rockford, um, you know, Chicago did an amazing job celebrating it and good, it was just a great moment. My family got to come on the ice and so it was pretty cool. And then after I beat it, I, I got a few more and then, uh, uh, I was with Chicago wolves and I was in Cleveland. I got my 50th shutout with my, with my family there too. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so we got, we got to bring this up, uh, hockeyfights.com. Um, your fight with Cam Ward. Uh, when you're in Norfolk and playing Lowell, what a shit show that was. <laughs> kind of walk us through that. Like, cause that was crazy because you didn't go to near the end, right? Like you guys were yeah. kind of, you were kind of just moving around, but I'll let you explain what happened. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, the, the period ended and, you know, there was chirping going on and I was, I was almost already in the room and someone's like, get back out there, get back out there. And I went out there and the coaches are swinging at each other. <laughs> Trey Young, Tom, Tom Rowe throwing throwing at each other, and then uh, I think uh, Sean Thornton might have grabbed Tom Rowe, and like it, it just turned into a big chaotic <laughs> scene, right? So, um, yeah, it was it was a weird brawl because it, it was a scrum, and then the re- one of the referees linesman ends up breaking his leg. He he got is that what happened? Yeah, yeah. Snapped his uh, his femur or something. He was, oh, he was out the rest of the year. He's God. on the ice screaming. Uh, and then it would break up and all of a sudden one other guy would, you know, sucker somebody. And then all, everyone rushed to that one. And, um, you know, Travis Mullen got headbutted and then they, everyone rushed to him and then he ended up fighting. So whatever, it just kept coming, you know, <laughs> kept going and going. And every time there was a scrum, I would just kind of go over and grab someone. And, um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't planning on fighting. And, and every time I did it, Cam Ward came over and he's like, Hey, you know, fuck off. Like, don't, don't do anything. I'm like, man, I'm not, I'm not doing it. <laughs> next thing happens. I grab someone else and he come. then he was getting a little rougher. Like he's pulling on my Jersey. Like, Hey, get out of here. Get out of here. Dude. Like, don't leave me alone. I'm not fighting. Just And then it happened one more time. And finally I was like, okay, that's enough. I said, okay, why don't me and you fight? And he's like, you know, no, I'm not fighting. Yeah. I said, well, we can do one of two things. And you can see it. If you watch the video, you can see it. I'm talking to him. I said, we could fight right now. Or when the period starts next period, I'm just going to come down and, and fight you. 
And then as soon as I said that, he just grabbed my screen right away and pulled my helmet off. And then we started fighting. And, oh, man. and what was funny is that that fight ended the whole brawl too. Everyone stopped to watch us. Yeah. And that was it. Once we stopped fighting, it was done. The peace, if the you guys would have fought right away, and it was uh, boy scout night there at, uh, at <laughs> of course school. it is yeah. tons of boy kids. Oh, tons of kids. It was, it was, a, Oh you know, man. I, I don't know how you feel about that Riles, but like when you're a part of that, it's, it is kind of scary. You don't want anyone to get hurt. You know, if it's a one-on-one fight, it's different, but when guys are just suckering each other and head biting, like it's, Dang. it was kind of a scary moment for a little bit. And then obviously me and Cam had to, to finish it off yeah <laughs> yeah gotta, had to end it all yeah that was one of those rare ones that like you, you see well they, you see the the lines been getting carted off i didn't know he broke his femur i, I could have sworn there was someone else laying on the ice you know, this is where guys get you know get f- fingers stepped on and crazy yeah, shit anything, could happen anything, anything. Yeah. i mean you got coaches involved like you know who knows what could happen i yeah. don't think i've ever seen coaches on the ice chucking, chucking like no, I I, that, that was i remember when that happened and watching the video like oh my yeah. god because I think yeah. the boys came into the room and were like talking about it. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, it was a melee. Yeah. yeah, you know, you never want to see anybody get hurt. Obviously, right? I mean, there's a there's a fine line between message sending and you know a good honest one on one battle and yeah, some bullshit yeah, like they had, that. They had guys skating around with their shirts on. We had uh, Sean Thornton, yeah. uh, <laughs> Mike Brown, first yeah, right? round Brown, yeah, first, first round Brown. Brown yeah. yeah, he's skating around, no shirt on. It's like, oh man, this is. With yeah. the with the guns, the gun the guns, tattoo and yeah. all. Yeah, the guns. I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. He was a good dude. They had, do you know what was funny about that too? They had Mike Commodore on the ice. Right? Oh, that's oh. right. Commodore's there. So I, when I came out of the room, I skated towards the bench where one of the scrums was, and I didn't even have my helmet off yet. And Mike Commodore grabs me, and he he like pushed me up against the bench, and and I'm you know I'm uh, 23 years old, or whatever. He's he's a fucking man. Yeah, man, he's a big guy. So just the way he grabbed me and, and shoved me up against the bench, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get my ass kicked right now. <laughs> and as soon as he grabbed me, Thority came over and grabbed him. I was like, hey, get out yeah, of here. Yeah. And, and he stopped right away, thank God. But uh, Yeah, I'll never forget that. When he grabbed me, I was like, oh, Jesus, this guy's stronger than most people. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Man. We also had Brad yeah. Myers over there too, right? Yeah, they had yeah, Myers over there too. Myers had his shirt off. I felt bad for him because <laughs> he had he had about five guys going after him. Thority, Brownie. Jeez. Uh, I think Ty Jones was on the ice. We had we had a good lineup that, that could do some damage. So Norfolk was always tough. Yeah, always tough, like. yeah. Yeah, the old Brophy a- days before the couple years before me is when Brophy was there and they, they, yeah. just, they were known <laughs> for the slap shot shenanigans. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, one other thing I wanted to uh, bring up about um, one of your moments in the American League was the overtime game. Five overtimes, ninety-eight yeah. saves, man. Like, were you just like ready to tap out, or what? What's your? I know the players. Like, I I, I've, I couldn't even imagine. I know as a equipment guy, I'd be exhausted, but I can't even imagine like uh, what's going on in your mind. Uh, like, kind of walk us through that as a goalie, like what you're thinking. Well, I was a guy, you, you know, you got, you knew me, like yeah. I had to drink a lot of fluids, right? I was always yes. getting my drinks ready. And so me just trying to, to stay hydrated, I think that was the hardest part for me and uh, trying to you know, get a protein bar and a banana and, and get some energy back. Um, but mentally, again, you see me in the room, I'm always mentally prepared, you know, in between periods, I got my head down and I'm visualizing. So after that many periods, it got pretty exhausting. <laughs> yeah, and, I'm sure. And, uh, but you know, once you're playing, you get in the zone and it's just, you just play. Right. 
when they scored, I honestly can't say I was too disappointed. I, I, you know, it was like, a, yeah. oh, man, all right, well, we're done. And then right. I, I slowly skated off the ice. I went and sat in my stall probably for another half hour and just didn't move. Yeah, I don't even want to totally take your gear. Mentally, <laughs> mentally and physically exhausted. Oh, and I, I lost about 12 pounds after that game. Oh, wow. Wow. And that was with me drinking. Like I said, you know how much I yes, drank. I, that's I insane. Three or four Gatorades and Gatorade on my net. Like I pounded water all game. Like it was, it was bad. Yeah. That's that's insane. That's incredible. Oh, and then, I had, uh, then I went to the KHL and had a four overtime war. You did? Oh, wow. Yeah, I won that one. I think it just got beat a couple of years back uh, for the longest KHL game. So I, I had it both. How, uh, how, how did you how did you like that experience uh, over there? Yeah, it was. You know, I've never been to Europe before, anywhere overseas. So it was a it was an eye opener for me. Um, you know, Donetsk was a good city, and um, you know, Ruslan Fedotenko was the one that called me and got me to go over there. Oh, okay. Um, so there was, you know, some, some good, good guys over there and the, my teammates were good, but you know, it wasn't great living and you're traveling around Russia and, and going, staying in, you know, not so nice hotels. And, but then you go to St. Pete's and you're like, Oh, wow, this, nice oh, this city. is cool. <laughs> yeah. And then you go to another city and they're like, Hey, you, you stay in room. You don't move. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Like you can't <laughs> even leave your hotel room. You do your meal downstairs, go right back to your room. So, and you know, it, it was just the hockey was was different. It was like beer league hockey with really good players. That's, that's <laughs> what I, yeah. I always refer to it. Um, but obviously, being away from my family was the toughest thing. They were back home and uh, just missing them for the whole year. I got to come back sometimes for three or four days, but tough being away from them. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, just bouncing back to uh, your early days in the American League and then your transition to the NHL. The, the following year, after your first year, you, you landed up playing I think, eight games uh, w- with the Blackhawks. And then the next year, pretty much, you know, uh, well, you're full-time or you're backup, right? I mean, th- 35 games. And, and then the following year was the lockout. I mean, did you find that, that, that the, the lockout kind of uh, inhibited your progress in some yeah, way? For, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I, you know... I would never say anything bad about the the Blackhawks, the way they groomed me and got me back, you know, get, kind of brought me into the NHL. I, I paid my dues in the AHL and they, you know, each year they were giving me more and more games. Mm-hmm. Um, the one year I ended up backing up with uh, Jocelyn Tebow, he got hurt a little bit. So I got to play some games, which was great. Um, then the lockout did come and um, I played and had a good season. Uh, and then I got hurt about uh-huh. a month before playoffs I had a stomach injury, groin, uh, you know, that sports hernia. Yeah. And at that time, it was really – nobody knew what it was. So I battled, didn't play in playoffs, and then had surgery about a month after the season. So I kind of went all summer, um, you know, just trying to rehab and get back. I went to camp. I skated like one or two times before I went to camp in Chicago. Um, and then that year, uh, they ended up sending me down and then trading me to Buffalo. Oh. So. Yeah, and then I went to Buffalo where they had they had three goalies in Buffalo, and then uh, we split with uh, Jean-Marc Pelletier was with Florida, so we had the two teams in, in uh, right. Rochester. Oh yeah. So I you know I played half the games there, but I went from playing thirty four games in the NHL down to the AHL and just splitting games uh, with a different organization and not really getting cracked to, to get back to the NHL. So yeah, it, it definitely hurt me. Um, but the injury thing was was just tough, you know. I that that year, uh, you know. You know, you know, Riles, like nowadays you get surgery and you're, you're on the bike the next day and you're <laughs> yeah. within three or four weeks, you're ready to go. Right. Back then 
when I had that surgery, it was like, you don't do anything for four weeks. Like That's it was right. two weeks of nothing, uh, two weeks of starting to just walk and then late stretch. So I, I was six weeks after surgery, just still not even in anywhere near being good shape. Right. So I went into, I rolled into camp out of shape and I just, you know, and obviously the injury just kind of screwed me over there. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Nothing, uh, nothing fun about injuries. It's, it seems like the same old story, right? It's, it's, it's earning your spot back. It's, yeah. it's getting back to where you were. Uh, not an easy thing to do, especially when you talk about your core, right? I mean, it's like an interesting yeah. place to get injured. Especially, yeah, hockey players. That's, that's yeah, bad for players. I've definitely had my string of, of uh, bad luck with the injuries. Like after two, well, 2010, I had my high ankle sprain, yep. went to back surgery, and then hip surgery all within a year and a half. So that's like, insane, man. It was it was tough really to, to train the way I wanted to, to get back to the way I needed to be. It was It was pretty tough. Well, you, you, your first trip here to, uh, with the Flyers was 06, 07. <clears throat> and I think we, we, you came in, we got you off waivers. We claimed you, right? And you came in, you played like four games, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then you come back in 2009, 2010. We, you know, started, it was, it was a goalie carousel that year, obviously, but uh, one of the greatest years of my yeah, life. Me, and I know Riles me too. the same and probably for you as well, but uh, yeah. the late great, uh, Ray Emery, you know, ended up with a really bad injury that we thought would end his career. <clears throat> and, uh, you come in and then the playoffs, man, like talk, want to talk a little bit about like the city, like how pumped up and the buzz every day during the playoffs, you know, like it was just, it was an unreal scene everywhere you go. There's flags, there's banners, you know, the fans were amazing. Um, yeah. but, uh, what, what, you know, what did you think about all that? Well, it's funny how people always ask me, you know, I get the question is what, what was your favorite year or favorite team you played for? And, and right away, I just say the Flyers, you know, in 2010. And they said, well, you know, the way it ended, you know, and it was disappointing for you. You really think that was, you know, the best year. I'm like, yeah, yeah. there's no way to look at that. And, and people don't understand unless you were in Philly or around, you know, like guys like us or, or even people that were in the city uh, to see the buzz, like you said, around the city, the flags, the, you know, the, the radio, they're making songs. Like, yeah, yeah. it was, it, it was just unheard of. Like, I've, I've never seen anything like that. I've never been a part of anything like that. Um, you know, you go to a restaurant or you just walk through the mall and you got people asking for autographs and just saying, you know, good luck, man. Good luck. And cheering for you. And let's go flyers chance at the mall. Like, yeah, it was just, it, it was, it was amazing. And it's hard to not think, obviously it was disappointing the way it ended, uh, not winning, but just uh, the fans and the people in of Philadelphia is incredible. And it's something, obviously, I'm sure you feel the same way around. You'll never forget and uh, memories for life, for sure. Yeah, it was an incredible, incredible season. You know, I, for me personally, I only addressed 17 games that year. So, you know, kind of like the way you're saying, like, you know, like, how could that season be, you know, one of the most memorable seasons of your life? Well, obviously, I mean, you go to the finals and, and, and just how we got there and the energy, you know, like the energy and the momentum that we generated as a team. But uh, yes, yeah, certainly um, an amazing vibe and something that you'll never forget because of the experience itself is just so surreal. I mean, you got I mean, yeah. you got a whole city behind you that's, you know, I mean, yeah. obviously supporting in every possible way. But uh, obviously it's a tough way, tough way to go down. But uh, nonetheless, uh, it was an, it was an amazing ride. And, you know, it's great, grateful for the experience, obviously. Um, yeah, for sure. And I, you know what, Raz? I just want to throw this out here because I, I do think about this quite often how, um, 
the way you presented yourself that whole playoff, the way you, you know, you were out for every warm up. Yeah. Uh, after you, you know, take your stuff off and you're in the room, you, I know the gym across in 45 minute bike with the workout and, you know, and I was with you for some of that, you know, uh, with my injuries and stuff, but people don't realize what you went through that year, but your attitude and everything was amazing. And, uh, it was, it was just awesome to see that you were always around and you were a huge part of that team. And I know the guys love having you around. So I just wanted to, to thank you for that for sure. Yeah. Thanks Lates. Yeah, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy to do. Like, no, some guys that go for a warm up and it's like, oh, I'm not playing. Like your attitude was awesome. You were always patrolling the red line and, <laughs> you know, just having fun in warm ups. And, and even you nasty, like people don't realize how big of a part the trainers play in, in something like that to keep the guys always lighthearted and having fun. And, and the way you guys did that in that room and always kept everyone upbeat, it was, it was amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was thanks. thanks for saying that. It was so much fun. And uh, speaking of like you, you, you have to you jump right in. You've coming off an injury. Mm-hmm. You jump in into the Boston series. I mean, that might have been one of the coolest things ever coming back in that series from three down. Like, I'll, that'll insane. I'll just never. I insane. talk about it all the time. I don't care. Like people get sick of hearing it. It was <laughs> it was fucking amazing, man. And yep. you come in, shut the door. We come back and win that series, and then you. <laughs> Oh, Montreal, oh. three shutouts. Like we get them four to one. I mean, talk about that. Like you were just, you were in a zone, eh? Like it, it, the team was playing well, obviously, but like yeah. three shutouts. I don't even know if that is that a record. That might be. Yeah, in the conference finals, I think there's one or two other goalies that have ever done that in the conference wow. finals. That was amazing. So, yeah. yeah, it was obviously uh, jumping. Like that was my first game on the bench to jump in. Uh, you know, down three, one in the series. I think we were winning that game one, nothing. I think when I went in and we ended up getting a shared shutout, me and Bush that game. Yeah. But there was a lot of nerves at first, like five minutes and the team did an amazing job. Just, just keeping the puck away from me. Right. Just to get my feet under me. And, uh, but as the, the, that series went on and then in Montreal, you're just getting that rhythm and you're just focused and the team's playing good. And really, I, you just have to make the saves that you're supposed to make, you know, obviously the, the big saves, they, they come once in a while, but, you just have to give uh, timely saves, and 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 the team was really rallying in front of me, and it was just it was a great experience, and we kind of just clicked as a as a unit, as a whole team together. Yeah, for yeah. sure. How about how about that building when Richie scored that goal in game in game five? I mean, we, we, I, oh, it was, uh, me too. I, I think that was definitely the loudest I ever heard that place. That's one of my. I always tell Richie that's my favorite goal I've ever seen. Just because yeah. of the, the whole shift. That's what yeah, it's called. Oh, the shift. Oh, yeah, the shift. It's just like called the shift. Mike Richards, yeah. the shift. But yeah. he tries to decapitate someone. Oh, go man. down on the two. On you know, Kobe misses the. You know, tries to score. And just the whole thing. But um, yeah, that was that was one of the, my favorite moments out of that whole thing. And and uh, t- speaking about Boston as well, like you forget, kind of in Game Seven, we go down three reps. Yeah. And you're kind of like, man, it was a great effort. You know, you don't ever say we're not, but Lavi called the timeout, like, just get one. Just get and one. JR gets, or JR, JVR, <laughs> you know, shoots it off someone's stick and it trickles in. And all of a sudden, we just started yeah. going. Momentum, momentum changed pretty quick on that game. And now my Spitfires are down three right now. So I had to talk to Old Chain right yesterday and, and Maggio and kind of give them the pep talk about. You know, I looked over at Savvy. I'm like, oh, I did it against this guy over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's, it's cool. yeah. They just got to believe. And I said the same thing Lavi said to us. You know, can we beat this team in one game? Can we win the next game? Yeah, like we can. 
You're not looking at, can we win this whole series? Where uh, It's tough to do only how many teams have done it. You're looking at one game, and that was Lavi's. Every, after every win, it was, can we win this next game? Can we beat yep. this team this game? And we did. Yep. So. Nasty Knuckles listeners, it's time to get your real estate in top form. You need DLI Commercial to help you on your next construction project. These experts know how to take your project from the penalty box to all-star caliber. From complete build-outs to major renovations, they've got you covered. Let DLI Commercial help you make your next construction project a real power play. For more deets, you need to head on over to their website, dlicommercial.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. you remember who's backing you up in Boston? Uh, oh, Backy, right? Yes, Backy. Right. Yeah, Trivia question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Backy, what a good dude he was, man. He was awesome. The guy drank more coffee than I think I've ever seen anyone do. Yeah, uh, me. More than Lavi? This guy would have <laughs> this guy would have eight coffees. This guy would have eight coffees before warm-ups. <laughs> that's a it's a Backy, he, like Dexter. he looked like Dexter. He did yeah, look he like did. Dexter. Yeah. Big, big him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Such he a great did look, guy, he did look guy. like that. He did, actually. yeah, the Swedish Yeah, shoes. great guy, man. Great guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, what w- memories, man. It just, you know, it, it was awesome, man. And you were obviously a huge part of it. Um, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Talk about, like, you obviously you don't want to bring it up, but, like, you know, game six there, the goal. I mean. Kaner, that dickhead? Yeah. I mean, like. Obviously, you, you probably knew before the building did that it went in, right? I mean, it's like, yeah. what, like, what, like, what is the, what's the, what's the instant emotion that that you feel in that moment? Uh, well, you know, you, you're focused in a game, and when I seen the puck in the net, it was just more of a just a, you know, motherfucker, uh, just, just a letdown. <laughs> um, and then I was thinking, okay, everyone was confused. I wanted to get the puck out of the net without anybody knowing, right? That was my, right. my first thought. But then I look over and the refs are going upstairs and like, hey, this, that's not happening. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was just – it was such a great playoff run and the whole thing was just so amazing just to 
to end like that was was just a feeling you obviously can't describe and um you know even after weeks after months after years after it's still obviously in my head and uh you hear people talk about it and blame me then other people are are saying that you know we wouldn't have been there without me so it's it's you know it's just mixed emotions all the time but obviously it's it's my life right i learned to accept it that that happened and it was a good player that scored the goal yeah, yeah. <laughs> not bad. It, not bad. Not, yeah, it wasn't not like bad. it was, uh, you know, Ben Eager sniped, you know, from that <laughs> angle or something like that, right? But no, uh, man. Yeah, like, it's it, it's just my life now. You know, it's it's I've accepted it, and uh, it was disappointing. But again, you look back at the whole run; it's it was it was amazing. And uh, you know, would I give it up? No, I, I wouldn't give that up. No, no way. We're not there if it's if it's not for you, and it's never on one person anyway. But. We, we were never there if you if it wasn't for you and i i think majority of people know that yeah that know people that game. understand I mean, the game and the following sure. understand they can't you yeah. know, pin one goal on you know yeah. on, on you and and the loss on you i mean it's just uh you know it's the nature of the beast man you're, you're when you're when you're in these positions especially as a goalie right i yeah. mean it's like you're in pro one sports one enough pressure. yeah right yeah exactly and it's easy to just highlight the the, the one um but uh, obviously, there's way more to it than that, and I mean, you got to give the guys some credit. You got to yeah. give you got to give them as a team some credit. I mean, it's no joke. Yeah, yeah, they're um, a good team. It's tough. It's tough to win any sport. Hockey's tough to win, and and it's you tough. know, there's that's just the, the nature of the beast, right? You, you said you have to have thick skin, and you have to, you know, put a period on it and just move on, right? I mean, it is what it is, and it's just part of the part of the sport, part of the way things work. Sometimes yeah. it's not. Uh, it's not that easy. It's not that yeah. easy to win. Well, sure. I'll tell you a story. Um, after all that happened, you know, obviously I just sat at home the next couple of days and a little depressed. And I get a call. I became friends with uh, William Myers, right? So he calls me and Doc Myers says, hey, let's go to, let's go to a ball game tonight. And I was like, nah, I don't want to go out. And he's like, no, no, come on, come on. It'll be good for you. And so he fought with me for a bit and I ended up going with them. And about the third inning, uh, they end up putting me on the scoreboard and just congratulating me on the season. And, and I got a standing O at the baseball. Wow. Amazing. I didn't know that. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's super cool. So then after I did that, I ended up doing an interview, you know, two minutes later, I had to to run up, do an interview. Then I came back to my seat and then there was a lineup about a hundred, 200 people down the stairs wanting an autograph. And uh, this big security guard walks over and stands beside me, looks at me and goes, are we going to do this all game? Really? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I kind of want to watch the game. And he goes, you know, you either sit here and it's going to be a disaster for everyone or you just kind of leave or whatever. Right. So yeah. we ended up, we hadn't, we had to leave in like the fifth inning oh, man. Uh, because there was too many people lined up for autographs and stuff. But that, you know, just, just that feeling was, was uh, pretty amazing. And, you know, thanks to Doc for at least getting me out and getting my spirits up a bit. Yeah, yeah right. that's awesome. Yeah, and the, the, the real fans know. They right? know, I mean, yeah. like the, re, the ones the that know. actually say, is, understand the game, understand the dynamic of uh, of sport and spe- specifically hockey. Like, they, they know what's up. And, I mean, you were you, you were loved. I mean, the, I mean, the, the run was is insane. I mean, you stepped yeah. in in an, in an amazing time and in, in an interesting time and, and stepped up and, you know and then carry that momentum help carry that momentum it was insane yeah. like the feeling like I, you said i wasn't playing but i was around and that feeling was was for real like that yes. was no joke yeah yeah it was just amazing how i, I think i'd heard even more that it just felt the whole time that this was a special year 
Yeah. You know, the way we got into playoffs, the way we yeah. come back from. So like the whole storyline was just amazing. It just felt like, Hey, this is going to happen. Yeah. You know I mean, it, it should happen. And when it didn't, it was just even more disappointing. But like, again, it was, it was amazing. Our, our coaching staff to trainers, to players, to everyone it was, it was incredible. Yeah. Are you still on the dry Island? <laughs> I didn't put my name up on the board. <laughs> Neither did I. Yeah. No. I, and you know, I, I I don't know who it was. Somebody came out to me and asked me if I was going to put my name up, and I said no. You know, I was thinking about it, and 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 they just said, "Why? Well, I, I don't want to lie." Exactly. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you want me to put my name down there, but I'm still going to have a glass of wine, and yeah, and that's going. You know, I don't drink a lot, but I do have a drink. You know, here and there after a game, I go home have a beer or whatever. I'm, I'm just not going to lie about it. So, I didn't put my name up there, but uh, yeah, I, that, that was. <laughs> next I, no. yeah, right, yeah, no. yeah. I, I didn't either for that exact reason if you be honest i mean like, right. the worst thing you could do is put it up there and not be honest with it right so if, if not that i was out getting well maybe well, i was partying right? <laughs> yeah, I was maybe i was partying a little too much but uh, yeah. i was also working my ass off to, to make up for exactly it, right? yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> the old gym I, man we we hung out quite a bit with those uh those workouts oh yeah uh, when i was yeah. at the old gym across in uh 6 a.m you know, oh man 45 minute on the, the stepper 30 minutes on the bike 10 minutes on the versa climber then your workout and rehab is <laughs> i come in i come in and nasty sitting in the locker room bouncing the music <laughs> harry's got his music blaring sharpening skate i'm like Jesus, guys. <laughs> oh yeah i know yeah. uh, right it was fun man never took Huggy, it for granted. Huggy's giving high fives to everyone we walk in <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It, it used to make me laugh i think we said this before but prongs every morning He'd come in and he'd come in that side door and, and huggy morning, Chris, you know, and he'd go, fuck you snuggles <laughs> and laugh. You know, he was kidding around, oh, but man. it just, uh, he's, that year was just amazing, man. Hey, how about, how about the time where I was waiting for pants for two months and they show <laughs> Wait, up and, listen and to this. Huggy, huggy grabs the old exacto knife and opens the box, opens it up right through the pants. What the hell? He, he brings it to, to Nassie and goes, it has a slip down it. He, oh, the top of the yeah, no. he was all excited. We've been waiting on his pants. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. He's like, I, I opened the box, but I think I cut him. I'm like, you <laughs> think? Oh, right my God. Right yeah, right. Thigh, too. It couldn't have been any worse. gave him a new, knock, new nickname. Oh, that's funny. Man. I forgot about that until you just said that's that. That's pretty funny. That's crazy. Well, talk about the following year, right? I mean, yeah. you, you, you you land up obviously sticking around. Um, I, I guess you get, you get hurt in preseason. Is that how it went down? Yeah, yeah, that's when I had my. Well, I, I did have a back injury uh, in 2010. The whole playoffs, my back was messed oh, that's up, right. and stiff and sore. And, uh, so I went home, did my rehab all that summer, and uh, I was feeling good. I went first exhibition game against Toronto. I just my whole leg went numb. I had dropped foot. It was you know I had shooting pain down my leg, and the doc gave me two weeks. It didn't get any better, so they did surgery. So. That whole year was, I think I got back uh, just after Christmas. I played in L.A. Uh, just after New Year's. So I played one game, then they put me in the minors for the rest of the year. And so that was, you know, unfortunate that we went from, you know, losing the Stanley Cup finals to getting injured to the minors and just trying to get back, you know, and it was a tough year. Yeah, I tell you what, you're. I, I said this when we started, like you're one of the, like I think best professionals I ever worked with. Like you're just such a professional guy, but the mental 
Yes. You know, like the, the mental part of the game, especially when you're getting hurt and it, not just a goalie, but as a player and you, you gotta, you know, go back. Like you said, you were just in the finals, man. Yeah. You, you know, you're three shutouts in a conference final yeah. to go to the Stanley cup uh, finals. It's crazy. And then <laughs> the next year, you know, that's, that's, is that, not to mention showing up in Adirondack. Yeah, yeah. and you have to go to Adirondack. Oh, I did write. I did write that down. Zombies. Zombieland. <laughs> Riles, the first time he, he, I I got there, and I said, "How's the city?" He's like, "This is Zombieland." And he goes, "I go to the mall," and he goes, "Everyone, it's like everyone just twisted their ankle in the in the snow because it's snowing so long. Everyone's got bad knees in the snow, and everyone's just dragging a leg and." <laughs> Everyone's just miserable because the sun does not shine there. Oh, and, man. And, yeah. It was, what an experience. That, you, know what, you know, that's what I kind of took pride in my whole career is that, I, yeah, I did go up and down, and, and, and that's fine. Uh, but every time I got sent down, I had this attitude, like, you know, if I just if I just sit here and, and don't care and, and don't work, I'm not going to get back to the NHL. That's right. And, and I, I tell all these kids, these younger kids this now and say, if you do get sent down, it's okay. Okay, your attitude just has to be like, how do I, what do I have to do to get back to where I need to be or where I want to be? Right. And I always wanted to be in the NHL. So I, I went down, I still worked my butt off. I, you know, I, I didn't take anything for granted. I never whined. I never pouted. I did what I had to do. And, uh, you know, somehow I always seemed to slip back in the NHL for a little while and get a chance again and stick for a bit and then get sent down or injury or back down, whatever. I just, I was up and down and that's okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, that is okay. And what you said is exactly it. I mean, you had that that attitude. And, you know, Nasty's talking about the the pro in you. I mean, you 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 came down and you like you would have never known that you were just in the final NHL finals. You know, in uh, the the year before and pro. You know, guys look up to you. You're just you know you just you carry yourself the right way. And obviously, the reason why you, you landed up back up again with the Flyers in the playoffs that year, right? And, um, yeah. So, I mean, props to you because this is like, you know, a lesson for all the, you know, the young listeners out there is just like, man, attitude is everything. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. the and greatest and also gift. Like, you know, you as, as one of my coaches, Roz, if I went down there and I was miserable and whining, would you want to push for me to get back to the NHL? Yeah, of course not. No, no. no. It. So it's, it's all about the drive and the want. And, and then later in my career when I was in the minors, you know, I knew I was the third goalie and I was going to be there. So I, I kind of try to mentor these younger kids coming in and I was signing deals just to be a mentor for some young kids. And, you know, I'd bring them over dinner and, and, and hang out with them and, and try to, you know, just support them and, and talk to them a lot. And, and a lot of those guys are in the NHL now. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're almost the accepting, you know, you're obviously accepting where you are in your career and then you're almost accepting this like, it's almost like a, a player development role in a sense, right? It's like you're, you're now becoming a coach in a sense where, and you've accepted this obviously. So you have a, a good attitude around it where you're, yeah, you're just, you're mentoring, yeah. right? Guys yeah. need that. That's, that's actually player development is something I would, I, I wouldn't mind getting into, you know, working with an NHL team and, and if they have a couple draft picks, go see them, go talk to them, hang out with them and train them in the summer, that kind of stuff. So that's something I, uh, maybe down the line I'll get into. I, I bet you will. Yeah. I have a feeling you will. Uh, yeah, I exactly. really do. I don't think, you know, I, well, they probably know there. I was going to say these kids are lucky to have a, a guy like you there. Um, with the Spitfires, very lucky. Yeah, 100%. Well, yeah, I mean, guy, guys need, you know, guys like yourself that to, to, to lead the way. And I think it's a natural progression. You're, you're, you're in the coaching right now. Uh, you're doing your own personal business with the coaching. I mean, it, it only it would probably make sense that somewhere down the road, it's like, you know, 
you know, the network, it's the hockey network itself. Someone <laughs> lands up in a position that, you know, that you played with, you know, yeah. it's probably not yeah. too far off, but I could see being an ama amazing at that because I mean, you, you lived it. And again, the way you carried yourself and the way you've evolved. So. Yeah. That's sure. one thing when I, when I was my first year that I was with Josh and Jocelyn Tebow was my goalie partner in Chicago. So I really make, I could say he mentored me and, and I, I followed him and really studied him as a person and as a goalie. And, and there was a time that season where I looked at him and said, this is what, when, you, when I'm 35, 37 years old, that's what I want to be like. He was a, he was an absolute pro. He worked hard. He was kind. He was good to the media. Like he was just a good guy. And, and I'm like, Hey, that's, that's what I want to do. And when, when I'm 35, 37, I want to have that same attitude and work hard. And, and uh, you know, people say that, yeah, I, I did that. So. Pretty happy with that. I, yeah, right. Late, late. You're only 41, right? 41, yeah. You're only 41. You can still be playing. Shit, Andy's still playing, eh? I know. Jeez. <laughs> Greg Anderson, he's still uh, my, kicking. My body, my body. As soon as I stop playing, guys, I, yeah. It sees right up. The pads off. Yeah, my hips. I can still play, but it, it would take me a good two months to get back into shape. Probably. Like, Your yeah. hips don't lie. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> And every time but, you play, it leaves a stain too. Like I know when I play pickup here, I'm hurting for like two or three days because it's you yeah. know it's just so hard on the the, the hips. Also, and... now we're finding out why you're not coming to our events. <laughs> yeah, like, right, he's, he's he's still sore now. Oh man, yeah, I did a spitz practice last year, and I, I put my pads on for the first time in oh like eight or nine months, and I did a full hour, and I was my legs the next day were just done. Oh, like sore. You know, when you do a work, you haven't done a workout in a year, and you decide to hey, I'm gonna do eight reps or eight, uh, <laughs> yeah. eight sets of squats today that, that's that's what they felt like. i was gonna say like, were, yeah, yeah. They were, they were done. going down in that butterfly and kicking and pushing like you must still, could you could you walk the next day <laughs> probably, oh, it was tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. still showing the boys up boys up a little bit though yeah oh, there yeah, you I'm go sure you still had it. yeah still got no, you still got it still got it that's awesome what do you what do you see with the younger generation attitudes uh towards the game but just towards um We'll say life, but do you see, do you see a little bit of entitlement? Do you see do you see a difference between like you know the, the, the culture of guys when you played maybe to the tail end versus the guys now? Uh, for sure, it's uh, it's definitely changed the way kids are being coached now. Yeah, uh, you know, I had uh, Daryl Sutter in, in Chicago was was a, was a tough coach and a very right. strict motivator, uh, and now we're just you know we're told not to to put kids down and, and keep them positive. And, and, and so it's definitely just taking a turn on how uh, to treat people. And, and, and I understand that to a, to a certain extent, but um, there's times where, where guys need to see negative stuff and, you know, for teaching, you know? Right. So, you know, I get both sides of it, uh, but definitely the, these kids are coming in, uh, you know, haven't been yelled at before or haven't been punished or told not to do things and just, kind of let loose and to do their own thing so it's it's definitely different for sure yeah i mean there's obviously a fine line between teaching clips even though they land up being negative and and, and or demeaning demeaning a player right like I mean, yeah, the old school way was like making making you feel like a bag of shit but there's no teaching in it right yeah. but like showing a guy a, a turnover or a mistake isn't I mean, at least in my opinion isn't isn't demeaning that's just like that's just no. coaching that's his teaching yeah. but I think there's a fine line, right? I mean, you, you can't so we can't have them too soft, and, but I, but I also like agree with like you know, long gone are the days where like you're gonna fear the player into playing better, right? This, right. I'm not sure if that even ever worked, but I mean, some guys maybe say it did, but uh, we're way past that. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely different. Even in like, for me, I learned last year I came in and we had a younger guy and I said, are, are you a rookie? And he's, he looked at me and goes, there's no rookies. And yeah. I said, what, what do you mean? There's no rookies. <laughs> and he said, well, you weren't there for the meeting, but there's a league rule that there's no rookies in the OHL. You're not allowed to call someone a rookie or make them do certain things and everyone's equal. And so that's, so that's just, that's just the way things are now. You know, I, and I didn't know that. I, I was like, oh, I okay. Yeah, that's crazy. So, so rookies yeah. never grabbed the bags and loaded the bus or like no, that? Or everyone is, everyone's expected to do stuff and and help out and, and do their part. And yeah, there's no centering people out. No, you know, you got to clean the bus because it's your, your, your rookie. And so, like I said, it's, it's a different way and kids are doing things different now. And we, we, we have with the, with the um, rebels, they have different groups. So there's a, there's a bus group cleanup. There's guys that are supposed to kind of, everyone brings their bag out, yeah. but there's guys that got to make sure everything comes off once guys grab their bag and they kind of divide it up like that, but it's no like you're a rookie. You got to do this, but they do call the rookies rookies. Yeah. I mean, the first, yeah, I mean, first year you know, guy is a rookie, right? I mean, yeah. Like, I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I think they're just trying to get rid of all the hazing stuff and yeah, yeah of course of that experience for, for young kids uh, yeah. that might be scared to come in. And yeah, I, I totally understand that, but yeah, yeah. I understand that just, too. It's just different from what we, yeah, down the bus when I was in junior B, you know, like stuff like that. It's just, that's just, it's it was different. for fun. There was never like I never had anything bad or seen anything bad, but it was just just fun stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, anything you want to plug uh, before we let you go? Any uh, nonprofits? Any foundations you're involved in? Anything no, cool going on? No, no, all good. I'm I'm gonna be sending LV up your way for one of your camps. Sounds good. <laughs> or maybe I'll come up there for a camp one time. Yeah, you gotta make your awesome. way this way. Yeah, for sure. Get in the game. Get you out there. Yeah. Stra- strap yeah. the blades on for Natty Ice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sometimes. Joey, Joey. Uh, no, he didn't miss last week, but he misses sometimes. We'll take you any day of the week, brother. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, great seeing you a lot, uh, late, sir. We appreciate you hopping on. And, um, you know, good luck with the, the, rest, the, the rest of the season. You guys in – playoffs yet or where are you guys at yeah we're down 3-0 right now in the playoffs oh, shit. oh yeah okay. that's, that's yeah that's first serious. round yeah so we got we got some work to do but one at a time we got the team to do it we yeah. have the one we have the team to do it so we uh like i said one at a time we'll get her done that's awesome man we miss seeing you brother yeah, great catch guys. great catching up with you man stay in better touch yeah all right boys take care all right. thanks, thanks, appreciate thanks you. brother take Later. care boys big thank you to our friend michael layton for hopping on what a Amazing human, pro. Good man. Nice to see him again. See him doing well. Yeah, it's cool that he's back in the game and and uh, working with another buddy of ours, Andy exactly. Delmore. But uh, I know what he means. Getting back in the room and stuff, it's a lot of fun. And um, he's doing. I'm sure he's doing a great job. Like he's like like we said to him, like he was an unbelievable pro. Yeah. He 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 got it his whole career, and um, that's why he was successful. Yeah, and there's no surprise that he's in that position. And right. And trying to work his way up, as he mentioned, you know, maybe a potential player development role down the road. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, coaching, being around guys, I mean, he, he, he's he got the personality, he's got the resume and the professionalism as we're, as we're talking about. So yeah, for sure. Appreciate you late hopping on. Yeah, man. I think that's time. It's that time to ask. Clear questions. Clear questions. Brought to you by Clear Rum. Check them out at clearrum.com. 
unbelievable. We're still, uh, we still need we're still waiting some on a sh- more. Yeah, we got another shipment coming in because now she's getting a little excited. <laughs> I am Just getting keep, excited uh, to get some keep more. sipping. They're good. They're delicious. Mm. Now nice and hydrating. Springtime. <laughs> exactly. Perfect weather right now for on ice. Oh, a little look, fruitsy. Look a little throw a little fruit in there. Oh, in a glass, frosty mug, ice, clear. Look out. Love it. All right, baller. What we got? This is from our buddy Bortzy, Adam Bortz. Oh, Bortzy. Is it Bortzy? <laughs> uh, he wants to know about the power play, which has been league last for the last two years. What fixes it? Personnel, new formation. What are league leaders doing that the Flyers are not but should be? This is a disaster, boys. Well, I mean, I'm not a power play coach. So I'll look to you as being a coach before. Um, what is it? What is it? Well, I spent a lot of time seeing. on the bench watching the power play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not right, seen not, a lot of good power <laughs> yeah, plays. Yeah. You know, I, I, you look at the best teams in the league. They have, you know, the elite shooters, right? The, the elite playmakers that are, are cranking up their percentages, obviously, right? right. I mean, again, I'm not downplaying anybody on the Flyers, but it's two years in a row, I believe, right? Yeah. Like, like dead last. Um, well, they had G last year, but they didn't replace G. Um, and, you know, he was, I say, you know, the, the play goes through G. Yeah. Um, still end up being last. Uh, but, I mean, the, the best power plays have, a sh- I say, generally a shooting power play. I mean, not yeah. saying you just have to shoot everything, right. but you have, you know, some set shooters that they're moving around the horn and they're just trying to unload the top of the, you know, the top of the circles and the, on the, um, in that in that flank position, um, traffic, you know, guys that. Huge, I mean, yeah. you know, look at like when when Simmer is here, the guys, the best in the game, and some of these guys that are around the net finding trash screens. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure they're doing doing that, you know. Right. Um, but uh, it's 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 not that it's not that easy to score goals in the NHL. But um, you know, you can't be dead last and expect to. Yeah. You know, to to be in a in a playoff position, they're usually you know. I say one of the same to some degree, right? And uh, I think it's just a lack of offensive production overall, right? right? Yeah. I mean, back back end and front end. That the the power play for years kept us in playoff hunts, and yeah, you know, with the Flyers, when you know, going back like you said to Simmer, and Jake, and G, and other guys that um, we had a decent power play. Honestly, since Joey Mullen was released, you know. Um, our power play, I think we're in the top ten his every year. Every year, with him. yeah. Um, and and it's no knock against any of the coaches that have come in to run the power play, but you know it could be a lack of talent. I hate saying that, but that's like you said, the top ones are top end teams with top end talent. But since Joey Mullen left or was you know forced to leave, we haven't been quite as good. So that's a great question. Yeah, um, I don't. I have the X's and O answers for it, but um, like you said, traffic's huge. Yeah. You know, getting a shot through from the point. You know, everybody's always screaming, shoot, shoot. Well, sometimes you don't have that lane, and you're going to throw it off a guy's shin pad, and they're going down. Well, exactly. Right you don't want to be shooting in shin so, pads. But you gotta, sure. you got to create, you know, we saw a goal the other night. Um, it was actually against the Flyers, that that bumper play. Yeah. that I mean, that's a, you know, you don't see that a lot. I mean, that's coaching, I guess, and what the coaches want to do, uh, but but yeah, at the end of the day, it's execution, right? Yes. I mean, we the, all these teams watch the same amount of video, right? right. They're always working on it. Um, it. It's the passing, is the passing crisp, and like you know, in the wheelhouse where you can make those little bumper plays, like yeah. you know, quick execution. 
And then even on the shots, it's like it's getting the pucks through. Yeah. You know, not getting them blocked, and, and then you know generating a secondary opportunity. But to me, it's you know it's it's an execution thing. So you know, naturally, if you had you know a, a, a few more offensive players, yeah. you know, you probably squeeze out a few a few extra goals naturally, right? It's not yeah. so much. I don't think it's so much the the you know the X's and O's. It's about the execution because you right. can have the best you know the best you know formation and strategy, but if you're not executing, yeah, if the passes aren't crisp. You know, if, the, if they're not laying in the wheelhouse for these one-timer shots, because that's where, you know, that's the split second that you lose. If it's not a, like a nice, nicely yeah, delivered pass, that's true. well, now the guy's got to maybe stop it for a second, then it's got to go back around the horn, the guy's get set back up. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to it. But uh, to me, it's just maybe just a lack of, you know, high-end uh, offensive production that would squeeze you out an extra, you know, goal or two every, you know, game or two, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, and then that's the difference of being bottom, you know, of the league, middle pack into maybe the higher percentile there so yeah good question though. really good question philadelphia flyagram over on instagram wants to know what do you guys think about the increasing advertisements particularly on the jerseys and do you see the flyers with jersey advertisements anytime soon hmm. it's probably it's an inevitable it's gonna happen probably is i mean you see it on helmets yeah money some. talks yeah i mean it's, it's a corporate it's a corporate game unfortunately and uh Anywhere they can make some extra money, they're gonna they're gonna sell that real estate. I'm sure, yep. just like the European leagues do. You know, I hope it doesn't get to that on the pants and everything. I hope not either, but I, but I don't think we're too far off to seeing something on the jersey. You know, right. I'm not even sure if they, you know, maybe a shoulder or a collar or yeah. something where, you know, the, the camera can get in there and and, and obviously highlight the, the company itself. But I mean, to me, they're. There's, there's just a matter of time probably before you see you see more advertisement on the jerseys. Yeah. My for opinion. For sure. Yeah, I agree. We got one more from K McLaughlin 77 over on Instagram. What do you guys think Danny B's first trade will be? Wow, good question. Man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... There's a number of guys you hear... And then and talked about yeah, you hear a lot of names thrown out there, but you have to have a trade partner too, right? And I think that's generally the challenge. Always, it's like not the guy you want to tra- trade, but you yeah. have someone that's going to actually work out a trade. But you know, uh, I mean, I I, th- I think I think guy like um, Hazy is probably the top of the list. Is probably you know like a guy that's. Probably on the trade blocks, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I would think he is, but you know, you got to get creative with his salary. Well, th- I think this is the and challenge always, right? Yeah. It's like, I, so it's hard. It's hard to say who it's going to be because I think there's there's a lot of inner workings that need to happen and play out for you. You actually move the guys you want to. You're not going to just trade guys just for trading. It, it could be someone you don't expect too, because someone could just come in with some crazy, it's amazing offer deal yeah, to right. Danny, which. I don't think people are going to be coming at them right away with that. Why would you, right? You know, you know the Flyers need to do some retooling or whatever you want to call it, trades, and, and you know, he's going to get rid of some contracts. But I don't think Provy's a hard guy to move. I don't think and so. And I don't want him to go anywhere, but I just think teams, he's 26 years old. Yeah, like, he's still kind of in his prime. He gets, he's got value. He's got value. Yeah, I yeah. still – He'd probably be, the say, the easiest. Yeah, so – if he, you know, if he wants to move Provy, I think he's going to be an easy guy to move mm-hmm. to me. But I don't know. 
That's a, it's a it's an interesting question, but I think it's hard to say who it's going to be first because, you yeah. know, with with Hazy, we heard some talk about Columbus, but you you're going to have to take keep some salary. Yeah, like a lot so many you have things to get creative, go like in, you said. into it. Um, Sandy, I don't think you know. I've heard his name, but with that contract and the years, like it picks up, it starts next year, yeah. right? Like that's a hard contract to move. Yeah. He hasn't had the greatest year. The best year, obviously, of his career. Right. What about a guy like Lid, uh, Lidstrom? <laughs> oh, oh, Chris Mayer. Lindsay. Lindsay. Risto. Risto. I mean, he's playing. He's playing better. He is playing better. You know, he seems to be. You know, kind of where he he should be for for what they're paying him. Right. I mean, maybe rising his stocks a little bit. Yeah. I mean, do you think a guy like that? Could yeah. be moved. What do you think? I mean, I mean yeah. If a team uh, like Baller was saying earlier, he's right-handed shot. You know, when he wants to play physical, he does. Um, but, yeah, that's a guy, too. Like, maybe maybe someone has interest in him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it will be interesting to see once this starts, you know, once the season's over and things start to happen, um, what, what Danny's first moves are. Yeah. His first moves might not be what he, he wants to be the first move. It's going to be based right. on, obviously, the deal itself making sense for him to actually pull the trigger on it. So... A lot of, I'm sure, I'm sure they're having daily conversations, yeah. right? Daily conversations. But then at the end of the day, you have to wait for the season to be over to actually, yeah. you know, a- actually take action on some of these conversations you're having and actually engage other GMs on potential deals. Because right now it's just like, okay, well, we have a, a list of guys we want to move. Right. But it doesn't always work that way either. So as we know. And there's always, you never know where you're going to end up in the draft. Well, Probably that's, not going to get number one. But if you do... Like you said a few weeks ago, that changes everything. Did you trade that pick? <laughs> I think I might hold on to it. <laughs> what would you have to offer? What would you have to offer a team for that? Whoever wins the lottery here, oh, what do you have to? What do you have to offer to get that pick? <laughs> Your whole team? Oh man! Oh, that'd be interesting. No, I wouldn't trade it. No. <laughs> You might want to hold on. You might want to hold on to that one. I think you hold on to this one. Yeah. Oh man, that's good. So, yeah, great question. I don't know. It'll be. I. It's actually. I'm kind of interested and excited to see what what Danny does first. You know. Yep. I'm excited as well. So. Well, that's a wrap, Nast. That's it. Clear questions in the books. Yep. Episode one twelve. One twelve. In the books. Until next week for episode one thirteen. Make sure you subscribe, like our content, make a, ask a question, comment. have a comment, Appreciate tell Nasty it. how good he looks, <laughs> and until then, stay safe, knuckleheads. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 